0: Welcome back to the Space Hour here on Federal News Network. I'm Eric White. The National Geospatial Intelligence Agency relies heavily on new space technologies to accomplish its mission. It can't do it all on its own though. As usual, that's where the commercial side of things come in. To help connect the two sides is David Gautier. He's the director of commercial and business operations at NGA. He's also the chair of the new Commercial Space Council, which has been set up recently to help assess the best way to utilize unclassified commercial satellite data. I spoke with David to learn more.
1: Obviously, the commercial space sector is of strategic importance to the entire- Intelligence community and to our overall national security. Um, so, this council is an intelligence community senior forum to coordinate and recommend IC level policy and strategy opportunities uh, up through the DNI. And it brings together the IC agencies who have the deepest equities in commercial space and establishes some routine coordination and integration activities between them. As far as membership, we we stayed very minimalist with the five voting members uh, being the CIA, the NRO, the NGA, the DIA and the NSA. Um, But there are a number of non voting members and participants from several other agencies and components throughout. The intelligence
0: community. Will there be any industry involvement um, you know maybe not full-time membership but are, you know if certain folks are cleared to come in and maybe sit in on a couple of those meetings?
1: Definitely. We, uh, we've already had um, I think two formal meetings and in the second meeting we brought in an industry advisor um, to provide their perspective on the topics we were addressing and uh, we, we found that to be quite insightful and anticipate doing that um, throughout the history uh, of our work. And um, we've been also, we stood up a working group for outreach and engagement with the industry in particular so that we can uh, structure and standardize how we engage industry in in this way, and really make it uh, an opportunity for us to understand each other's language and intentions and find those areas of mutual benefit to the commercial space sector and national security.
0: I'm just uh, curious about how the idea came about. Um, were, did you, in your you know, daily workings at NGA, see the need for more collaboration with your IC partners and with industry as well?
1: Uh, definitely. It, it, this happened probably organically, uh, along with the growth of the commercial space sector. So the idea actually came from me when I was chair of a different group called the Commercial Remote Sensing Working Group. And uh, that group is a longstanding working group of IC remote sensing experts uh, that act as the authoritative intelligence community voice to NOAA and advise them on licensing new remote sensing operators in the US. And so we, we did a lot of work with NOAA on licensing and regulatory reforms through Department of Commerce and because of that, you know, this this group became the go-to for almost any commercial space question coming from the U- U.S. government when it came to you know policy concerns and and strategies. So we were being asked pretty random questions. Uh, examples might be, you know, where should we allow private launch facilities in the U.S. Um, and whether or not we should be regulating on-orbit servicing missions that are you know solely commercial. And so we realized that um, we were well outside the bounds of our charter, which was to look at remote sensing instruments, and um, and a little bit outside of our expertise. And so I actually did go to J. P. Parker, um, you know, at ODNI, and ask him for help and say, "What what should we do here? We need a different forum, maybe at a higher level, to be uh, to look at a more expansive set of." of policy concerns for the intelligence community um, according to you know what's going on in the commercial space industry and so we ended up landing on this idea of the ic commercial space council and how it would oversee various working groups um, for each of those different sectors in commercial space
0: what have you seen that, you know, other than obviously, where can, where can we allow folks to launch things at? Um, what are some other factors that need to be taken into account uh, to maintain a, uh, a safe dynamic between, you know, you don't want to hinder the abilities of industry to grow, but you also want to make sure things are kept in check?
1: Right. So we definitely, uh, we want to strike that balance between strong economic expansion, you know, as industry grows, but also to do things in a in a safe way that is, uh, I guess, establishes trust between the commercial sector and the government. And so I like to think of this as as looking at varying levels of trust in what private industry can offer. And we are actively working to sort of build on that trust with both the companies themselves and the data and services they can provide. So we we look at a number of factors that would contribute to that trust and some of those could be you know who has influence in the companies um, how well protected is their infrastructure um, how well protected is their data itself uh, that they provide uh, do they follow you know the guidelines of space policy directive 5 or the or the nist when it comes to cybersecurity and how mature are their operating processes and so um, and then at NGA, in my job there, we we look at the data products and services they perform, and and see whether or not they actually uh, perform as advertised, so that we can provide sort of that uh, consumer level uh, understanding of what what's out there in the community. So um, there's there's a lot that goes into ensuring that the commercial space sector is operating in a in a safe and I would say uh, trustworthy. Way of, way of doing
0: that. In your workings with industry representatives, have they been, uh, is, has it been your sense that they're willing to work with you all because they, they have to admit that they are kind of in, in, a, in a realm that has not been covered before?
1: Very much so. Um, the cybersecurity rules are very important and it's good to see SPD 5 because it, it provides that overarching guidance to the entire sector. In a way that hasn't been there before, and for many years we've noticed uh, startups out of Silicon Valley are very focused on the hardware and the technology and rushing, you know, capabilities to consumers as fast as possible. And sometimes that speed uh, requires that they 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 overlook some of the long-term security aspects of what they're doing. So, uh, understanding cybersecurity from the design phase forward is important. Um, and then also industry is coming forward and asking for government help in policy uh, on certain things. And we certainly agree that there are, are actions that our policymakers can take that would help greatly. Uh, one of those would be protecting space systems as critical infrastructure. And I was, I was glad to see that Department of Homeland Security just recently created the Space Systems Critical Infrastructure Working Group. And so uh, that that should go a long way into helping industry feel protected as well. And um, they've also asked for a renewed focus from the government at working internationally on uh, acceptable norms of behavior so that everyone can act responsibly and in space. And uh, really, I, I think this can help prevent bad decisions or even cultural differences from causing a disaster and certainly help maintain the peaceful use of space. And and we can reap the benefits of the space economy that way.
0: What are some of those long-term security concerns that you wanted to make sure that industry partners knew about that they not, maybe not necessarily overlooked, but just, you know, it was something that they hadn't thought of.
1: In, in some cases, it is as simple as uh, securing their uplinks and downlinks and the sanctity of their data with, with encryption. Um, sometimes, you know, if you're moving fast and, and trying to be a small and agile startup, those aren't the first things you think about. Uh, but there are certainly a number of, uh, bad actors out there who, who in the cybersecurity world, uh, might want to wreak havoc, you know, on your space systems. So that, um, I think, I think people are becoming much more aware of that with you know, the ransomware attacks that we've experienced lately. Uh, another one that I think is really interesting is debris mitigation. You know, we don't have strong laws for that. It's, it's more of a best, best practice or uh, behavior, but there are companies that are working to address it for sure. And at least if you get a NOAA operating license, you have to have some plan for the end of life of your satellite. But, um, you know, it, it strikes me that pollution in other domains is certainly bad for the environment and affects our health and our safety and, and everything. But it hasn't, it hasn't really denied uh, huge progress in, in terms of economic growth, but an unchecked debris in space could literally knock humanity out of the space age. And, and I think that would be um, a disaster of epic proportions that we would, we would really be asking ourselves why didn't we do something sooner why didn't we create laws to protect this environment you know and so uh, understanding how to mitigate debris is, is a big deal for everybody
0: what other or what are some of the bigger areas that nga leans on industry when it comes to space
1: well i think the the biggest one is providing information and and data and and products about the earth itself right so the Primary mission of NGA and, and our vision statement is to know the Earth, uh, show the way, and understand the world. And that's sorry about that. No worries. That, that um, uh, component of our business, which is knowing the Earth, you know, it's our job to know it at such a level of detail and in such clarity and precision that we rely a lot on space based Earth observation and the data that that can provide. Uh, to give us that. So, um, and the commercial sector is is growing uh, like wildfire in, in that arena. And so uh, my office's mission at NGA, I, as I lead the commercial and business operations group, is to improve our national security missions by providing the government with trusted access to those commercial geospatial intelligence capabilities, or what we call geo
0: you said it's been growing like wildfire. What, what is your take on that? I mean, you've been doing this for a while now. Have you ever seen anything like this in this uh, industry?
1: No, we haven't, but we've been forecasting it for, for some time. And, you know, I think what really showed the way were some of the early companies that began with a vision of using small satellites to do earth observation. And, those those visions became constellations. You know, I'm, I'm thinking specifically about the Planet Dove constellations. Uh, that radically changed the business and re- reduced a number of barriers by showing that technology miniaturization could put a remote sensing instrument in a smaller form factor and just offer more opportunity for smaller companies to get in the game. And so, in, in my organization, we evaluate and buy a good amount of commercial data and services from private industry every year. And um, I'd say the largest portion of that is what we call foundation GeoN, which is the topographic features in air, land and sea that allow us to, you know, keep maps and navigational charts up to date with the changing earth. So that that's very important to us. And we've seen uh, a number of those small satellite providers uh, offering, you know, broad area collection, the ability to detect change on the planet, such that we can be focused on those areas that are that are changing the most or or need updating when it comes to our mapping and charting and intelligence production missions. So uh, we we have definitely seen a large increase in the last few years. And we forecast more, you know, to be aware of what's happening in the commercial market is important to us so that we can prepare for how, how we purchase those capabilities and services going forward. So we do a lot of market research and we, we trend the market. And we are right now, you know, trending the, the global set of commercial remote sensing constellations on orbit, and we see that increasing dramatically over, over the, the rest of this decade. Right now, I think we're showing that there are roughly 500 uh, commercial remote sensing satellites on orbit. Wow. We expect that wow. to go to about 5,000 satellites by the end of the decade.
0: Yeah, other than just simply getting more data and, and information from them. Uh, How else is NGA and and the intelligence community overall taking advantage of this growth? Uh, You know, is it as simple as, you know, hey, we have more people to look at to help? And is that affecting the bottom line, so to speak? Is it it, uh, better to have more competition in this field?
1: The competition is is great because it drives innovation in the commercial market. And and there's nowhere better than, you know, in private industry to, to do that quickly and to be creative and bring new capabilities to market. So, you know, we're seeing new phenomenologies uh, come to market faster than we expected them to. Uh, And again, using that, a lot of it is the new satellite technology and the low cost launch ride shares that that are available. So you look at synthetic aperture radar and a number of companies uh, bringing constellations to market. And then right right behind them are, remote sensing instruments doing infrared and hyperspectral information. And so uh, we're seeing sort of this uh, diversity as the whole market grows and sort of fills out for remote sensing. You know, at at NGA we recognize that uh, the information advantage we can achieve comes from from integrating hundreds of different sources and services to really understand what's going on in different parts of the world. And so we're interested in producing, uh, you know, that that knowledge for the government, and it requires that, that we buy a lot of value-added products and analytic services. And so that's an entirely new group of, of commercial companies and vendors that are popping up, saying, you know, we we don't, um, you know, they can actually provide uh, analytic outcomes and finished products by going directly to the commercial data providers. And in integrating their services, so um, I, I see, you know, there's a number of, of industries popping up that are good for what I would call geospatial information for everybody uh, to use that to advantage, whether it be in their business or their, their, um, you know, emergency response missions, uh, or even in like local economies and real estate and agriculture they're all learning a lot more on how to use this data. So we're seeing sort of a renaissance in what might be com- consumable information products in GeoInt. And so we're, we're poised to take advantage of this growth.
0: I imagine it means a uh, bigger Rolodex for you as well.
1: <laughs> it, it does. You know, it, I would say 20 years ago, uh, you know, there were maybe three you know, satellite provider uh, companies providing data. For us and, and maybe a dozen or so working on foundation geo and products and, and helping us create those maps and charts for navigation purposes and now we're looking at you know companies in the hundreds so it is it is much bigger uh, challenge for us to stay abreast of industry but that that's why part of the reason why the commercial and business operations group was founded in, uh, in, in 2018 it was to prepare for this wave of new commercial capabilities and suppliers. And so we're focused on partnering with them earlier and engaging more aggressively with private industry to, to build that shared understanding of you know, what is it the government needs? What is industry doing that can innovate in new and unique ways? And then how can we um, use and adopt those capabilities for our mission? Because there is so much growth in the the commercial remote sensing industry and just commercial space uh, as well you know the the geo and functional manager and our NGA director Admiral sharp he is now coordinating um, an enterprise commercial geo and strategy that will you know tell our community to lean into using commercial solutions as a primary source for the production of intelligence and mapping data so that that's a good uh, step in in the right direction and then At the intelligence community level, you know, we stood up the IC Commercial Space Council and we're using that to offer a structured way to engage with private industry and to coordinate our IC agencies on those big picture policy questions. And really the outcome we want is to get benefits to both our space economy and to national security. And we recognize, I like to say all the time, we recognize that, the government can't figure this out by itself. You know, This has to be a conversation with our industry partners. And so we are looking at the best way possible to engage with industry and come to those uh, conclusions.
0: That's David Gautier, Director of Commercial and Business Operations at the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency. For our final segment, we'll learn more about what it takes to secure these new space technologies. I'm Eric White.